Hello, folks. Welcome back to Rabbit Hole Stories. This is Ian. Hey, Joel. Hi, Ian. Today was an exciting one. Yeah, we've just literally finished a chat with Rivers. It was a fascinating talk. He he's the one that organises the Bitcoin walks up in Edinburgh, um, and it was yeah, it was a brilliant chat. Really, um, I'm just still processing it a little bit. And uh, what what can the audience expect in this episode? Um, he we mentioned and we discussed uh, DeFi, and. Do you know what? I was always a little bit not skeptical of DeFi. No, actually, honestly, yeah, I suppose I was a bit skeptical of DeFi because in the in the Bitcoin space, it's a bit of a contentious uh, topic. Would you say, Joel? Yes, it is. But I think it's down <laughs> to two points. One, uh, people don't understand it because uh, it's it's sort of it's sort of the killer's heel of the community. It's always like, oh, everything else but it is a scam, right? And uh, they never invest the time into it. And yeah, I mean, a big part of it is, but there's a small minority, which I put what Sovereign is doing in as well. Because if you listen to the episode and you hear what kind of products they're building and what kind of division is, um, it actually, in my opinion, helps with the adoption. So uh, mm. don't cringe if you heard a word, but um, look into it. And uh, again, don't trust Verify. Do your own research. Yeah, I, I kind of... Um was a bit skeptical of DeFi and listening to him, he's, he's really opened my mind a little bit actually about, about DeFi and what it can do within the Bitcoin um, space. So yeah, that's, that's definitely one takeoff taken from this, taken from this episode. Uh, and it's just motivated me to be honest, to get on my walking boots on and, and go for a walk <laughs> because I've, I've done the the walk in um on Arthur's seat up in edinburgh a couple of times but now there's a bitcoin walk there's no excuse i'm going to take myself off to edinburgh soon i usually go once a year so i'm going to make sure i, I line up with with uh, a date they're doing their bitcoin walk and join in yeah i mean it's it's a another one of those great projects that's being born out of uh not only the underlying uh basis that is uh, Bitcoin, but also the underlying basis that comes out of it. So um, mm. it's interesting mm. to see. Uh, and I kind of like these social projects. I know from uh, the, have you heard of the Bitcoin, is it Eskazi or e Ekazi project in Africa as well? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, they're doing quite a lot of nice jobs. I know surfing schools, I know some of the um, vendors in El Salvador. So they're all doing quite a, a nice stuff. Uh, I even have a friend in New York <laughs> like uh, they walk through Wall Street all the time on Sunday, I think it is, on their way to church. So uh, that's a cool thing as well to see more of those social gatherings and less of the speculation and hype and whatever it is. Yeah, no, it's good. And um, enjoy the episode, guys, and uh, let, give us some feedback as always. And uh, let's get into the show. Yeah, let's have fun and you get to hear River's story. So hello and welcome back, everyone, to, to this week's episode of Rabbit Hole Stories. Uh, with me, one of the co-hosts, Joel. Hey, and Ian, um, another co-host, and we've got our guest here today. Hey, Rivers, how are you? Very good, buddy. Very good, thank you. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure. It's a pleasure, absolute pleasure. Um, maybe we can spend the first couple of minutes um, listening to you introduce yourself a little bit. Sure. So um, I'm Rivers. That's how you can find me on uh, Telegram or Twitter. Um, I'm the founder of Bitcoin Walk, and uh, I'm also um, an Agile coach uh, and Scrum Master working for Sovereign. Uh, for those 
who don't 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 know sovereign uh, that's the defi protocol built on top of bitcoin something i'm sure we get into the episode uh i feel like i have a sneaky feeling that the episode might strike some people i sent the episodes to usually as um i can't believe you have someone in bitcoin defi on but we'll clear the air because i think uh, bitcoin is actually quite a nice basis to build proper DeFi. And we're talking about proper decentralized finance, not the, the crap you see in other ecosystems where it's just a massive uh, rat race to get some yield. But um, Rivers, before we get into your day job and um, projects you're involved with, uh, can you maybe give us the spiel what your Bitcoin rabbit hole story was, how you got started, and essentially uh, what pulled you into the now famous uh, rabbit hole? And also what I'm, what I'm interested in as well is when did you first hear about Bitcoin and when you did, what was your first impression as well? So quite a big, big question to, to answer, I think. Yeah. So I think um, <clears throat> I first heard about Bitcoin something around 2000, maybe 15, 16. Um, and uh, it caught my attention quite a lot when I heard about that and I was willing to check it out and get get some and you know get into this and uh uh and i delayed this process for about two years so <laughs> i actually got on board only in 2017 um and um you know my, my journey was uh through i think i did like a full circle i had to educate myself um so i started you know learning about bitcoin then i started learning about ethereum then other coins and you know uh, I was uh, quite, um, I, I don't think I did enough research uh, in the beginning uh, and maybe I was a little naive. You know, I was thinking that Bitcoin is this first generation blockchain and there'll be, you know, more advanced and, you know, uh, better ones later on. So I had to go, I had to learn my lesson. I had to go do a, you know, a, a proper um, tour the, tour the crypto uh, and, and uh, eventually, uh, you know, got my lessons, you know, when when some of the tokens I was holding, some of the shitcoins I, I got holding got 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 to zero basically, um, and uh, I understood that actually that there's only one, um, as Michael Saylor says, no second best. Uh, there's just Bitcoin. So it seems like you went on a bit of a, a journey uh, through um, in discovering Bitcoin. You you obviously um, got involved with all the other cryptos as well or some of the other cryptos as well but um when when you first so let me rephrase the question was you orange pilled or did you just uh was it like a self-discovery thing for you so actually i got like completely orange pilled when i started the uh the bitcoin walk which initially uh was actually called crypto walk oh nice and, okay okay uh, and we did like two or three editions uh, of, of that like because it had it's a weekly event and uh I met some guys and we started talking and, uh, you know, at, at this point, it was around uh, probably around uh, March, April last year. So, you know, quite, quite late um, where I got to understand, you know, and get in deeper into Bitcoin and, and got like properly orange build. Um, so, uh, so that, that was a nice, nice kind of uh, evolution for me and a nice educational journey as well. Uh, I started, you know, reading more. I started listening to podcasts. I started, uh, uh, you know, going for some audiobooks and going for walks. That's actually how how Bitcoin Walk started. You know, I was uh, out on the Arthur's Hill, uh, going for a walk with my headphones, and uh, 
at some point I got so impressed with uh, with, with all I was hearing. It's like, I, dude, I really want to talk about this with somebody else. Uh, and that's how the idea for for um, for the uh, event happened. So um, yeah, brilliant. And where and where did so these these walks happen um, up in Edinburgh, right? That's where I'm based. Yeah, I mean, the idea is to to decentralize the idea out of it. You know, it's a non for profit uh, idea that's. Uh, any Bitcoiner can can do and, uh, you know, uh, basically go out there, you know, go to nature, uh, put your phone down, go away from a screen uh, and perhaps pick up the brains of somebody walking next to you and, you know, have conversations about sound money, about technology, about politics, about philosophy of Bitcoin. Yeah, just don't start hanging each other if you start about politics. <laughs> Yeah, but well, I guess that's I mean, up I mean, to who your partner is. I mean, I mean, yeah, you know, at some point, you know, that there's got to be some decision making. There's got to be some governance on, you know, and and unfortunately, we're still like, you know, deep stuck in in the old uh, system, the fiat system. Uh, and I think you know it will take like these guys won't give up power very easily. So we'll need to, and we're already seeing that. You know, we already have politicians who are orange built. Uh, we already seeing individuals, you know, around the world. Nayib Bukele, we've got the, uh, the you know, the um, presidential candidate in Argentina as well, which I'm really hoping, you know, he, he will he will get that uh, get that top job and uh, start orange peeling Argentina. Uh, I think we've got the uh, conservative party leader in Canada. Also, he's a he's a, a Bitcoiner. So, you know, uh, those those uh, politicians pop up and uh, that's very good. I think, you know, they need to be uh, lobbying on the on, on the other side. So that you know, we can do a peaceful revolution, which uh, um, which will happen anyway. Uh, we just want it to happen faster than later. Yeah, and I mean, at the end of the day, it's like you said, we're still in that system. It's a very resilient system. I mean, every day, if you basically look how just in the last three years alone, how much money has been pumped into that system, and uh, I don't want to defend it, but you know, um, it didn't break as easily as you might have guessed because. Uh, any other system, if you take a balloon, pump enough air into it, it will explode. Uh, but that thing is, it keeps it keeps dragging along and keeps holding on. But uh, I feel like everyone, even if you're not a Bitcoiner, and I talk to like my normal friends, um, and actually... <laughs> normal friends. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. Like, not I know what you mean, I know um, what you mean. But the idea Rivers mentioned is a good idea. Orange pill people on a walk, and I might actually use that strategy for like future walks with them on like Sunday or whatever when you're bored. Uh, but if you talk to them, a lot of them feel like, hey, something is not adding up. Like we're pumping in so much through that. It's not coming out on the other end, uh, especially in the UK. You see stuff like strikes uh, happening and other things. And I mean, who knows? Uh, the Scots, your guys are deliberating or arguing about uh, independence for a long time. And maybe Scotland would be one of the next countries to adopt Bitcoin. I doubted that it would happen that quickly, but um, who knows? One can hope, right? You know, with Scotland, it's it's interesting. I had this conversation with Samson Mao at the conference, um, and we talked about uh, nation-state adoption, uh, and we talked about uh, using stray energy to mine Bitcoin. And as you may know, Scotland actually is, is very abundant in, in, in energy uh, in very remote places. Uh, so this energy can't really be... Um, you know, harness and put into the grid very easily. That that comes at massive costs and, and you lose a lot of energy in between. But it could be used for mining Bitcoin. Uh, and I'm surprised that until today, I mean, I haven't, you know, personally found any 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 business or any initiative that would uh, try to monetize on that. So, you know, I'm looking for this to happen, but um, yeah, we don't know about it yet. That's actually a good, uh, or a quite an interesting thought, because if you look at the UK, just from... If you look at the amount of 
gas, methane gas uh, cow shit that is on this island. I'm being very specific here. Uh, you could use that, turn it into energy and actually mine. And I mean, you see initiatives happening in Ireland. I've heard one or two of these um, gas-driven renewable mining facilities could come to like um, the central of England and the north of England. So who knows? You might be seeing a lot of that. But um, yeah, you've got a fair point there. You Scots would actually have... If I say you, Scott, you live in Scotland. I don't guess you're Scottish, Rivers. No, no. I mean, you know, I live here. Yeah, um, I'm originally from Central Poland, um, so you know, I've been living in UK for the last 15 years. Spent a good chunk of my life in London, and then moved. You know, when, when I started family, moved to 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 Edinburgh. I moved up up north, which uh, I, I think was like you know the best decision I could make at that point. Um, basically, COVID hit us. Uh, Stuck with, uh, with with my first uh, son and and my partner in one bedroom apartment in in in, in London, uh, working from home. You know, it, it just got too much. Uh, so uh, uh, we made a move, and uh, that, that was a good decision. Yeah, I, I love Scotland. I, I I try to go at least once a year. I've got a good friend who lives in Edinburgh, so I go and see um, see her once a year um, as a minimum. So and, and I've been on the whole. Um, um walk as well um all around Arthur's seat and things like that uh was it st margaret's lock um is part of that uh, from what i can remember and it's such a beautiful scenic route and then when you get up to the top and you see that nice view of edinburgh if it's a clear day which <laughs> seems to be quite quite rare it's, it's, it's quite a sight to behold but listening to to um the initial first few minutes of this i can't help but thinking because we've already just uh, just hit topics like um energy and nation state adoption and it always makes me wonder like with with bitcoin being such a an apolitical thing it's like politically neutral bitcoin doesn't give a shit bitcoin doesn't care but you can't help but always run into some political discussion uh, it's inevitable because when you're thinking about bitcoin and what bitcoin is you then start to think about what the future could bring uh, under a bitcoin standard and you can't help but think about uh, things in your mindset the way you see the world and um yeah, I always find that interesting. I'm, I'm wondering whether the people you walk with, whether you've come uh, across a, a common fear that people keep coming up with or a common topic that keeps being brought up uh, during your walks. Um, I'll turn the tables a little bit and i tell you what, uh, what's, um, <clears throat> what fascinates me about Bitcoin walk. Mm. is the fact that, you know, um, Every Saturday we meet, uh, you know, we have a, a, a meetup group and um, sometimes we have, uh, well, we got like regular walkers coming, but we also have newbies, like people who are first timers, you know, um, uh, first time to the Bitcoin walk. And uh, I honestly haven't met a single person with whom I wouldn't connect like that, like with you guys now. Uh, the level of understanding is just mind blowing. And I've been in different, you know, different meetups, uh, different kind of uh, ways of networking, you know, and all that. Uh, and I quite like the fact that, you know, uh, Bitcoin Walk is out there. It, we're, we're not getting, you know, beers in the pub. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that neither. But, you know, this one is, is slightly different. Um, Healthy for once. <laughs> for once, yeah. Well, you know, you can have a beer uh, with you. You can take a dog for a walk, you know, you can, you can do two things at the same time. Uh, but what what's uh what bitcoin walk allowed me to understand is that 
uh, you know, we're not alone. There are other people like like us in the real world, and they've got you know their their lives, their you know successes, their their problems, uh, and 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 we get together and we talk about it and we exchange you know some ideas, and that's uh, just fascinating how uh, how how Bitcoin unites all those people, you know. Um, so from this perspective, I think uh, uh, it's it, it's an amazing phenomenon. And I'm not sure if you guys heard this kind of comparison, I think, by Max Kaiser, who was saying that, you know, Bitcoin will be the cause of human, like humans uh, getting into singularity, basically getting into the point where everybody can understand each other, everyone can relate. And we can, you know, as, as, a, as, a, as a species, uh, evolve to the next level. Um, and, you know, I've been thinking about this a lot. You know, I, I talked to, uh, you know, my, uh, my father-in-law who is, uh, um, you know, living in, in a village in Poland and he's, uh, he's, um, uh, you know, Poland is a Catholic country, very kind of conservative in, in, in some senses. So, you know, we were having a conversation about religion and, uh, <clears throat> how, you know, his views are different to mine and, um, and he said that religion is important because of, uh, of you know, sense of community, of belonging somewhere. You know, that's something that unites you. And you know, he goes to the church because you know uh, he goes there to meet other people, to you know, listen about something that unites them. And uh, I figured, well, hang on a second, I do it on Saturdays. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I do it. I mean. Uh, I don't want to say that Bitcoin is a religion. It's your, not. your church is on a Saturday. His is Absolutely, on a Sunday. Yeah. <laughs> but, but it was it was an experience, you know, interesting observation that you know uh, something that gives people hope. Mm-hmm. Um, in in his case, it's religion. In in our case, it's okay. Actually, there is you know a solution out there because you know many people are working hard, you know, trying to pull you know. Um, really really long hours working two jobs or struggling whatever uh, and trying to save for example for their kids in the future and they can't because you've got inflation you've got money that's devaluing in front of our eyes um and you know in some countries uh, if you're lucky you've got five to ten percent um, inflation in others like argentina you've got 100 so that's that's you know, or, or more. Uh, so that's, uh, you know, it could be frustrating. And I understand why people uh, look for hope. People need hope. And Bitcoin gives that. Yeah, totally. I mean, also, this is one of the arguments I make with a lot of my friends, because uh, we have to admit, we live in the Western world. We have access to warm water. We have access to running water, to uh, clear water. That's just three things that is probably one of the most normal things for people living in the Western world. If you live in other parts of the world, that is not the case. You're lucky if you have a warm and running water, um, but it will definitely not be as clean. I mean, London water is probably not too clean. If you drink the tap water, not recommended, but still um, it's miles better than what you get in other uh, parts of the world. And uh, I think this is what really drives me nuts sometimes in the criticism part. I'm someone to accept criticism I also accept people who say, like, listen, I have 50% of my crypto portfolio, if they call it that, in Bitcoin, and I have it in other stuff. I'm like, okay, it's your money, your decision. Um, either you get it or you don't, right? Um, but then if you listen to the criticism, like, 
it's hopeless. We're a cult if we believe in Bitcoin. Um, what do you call people, like you said, going to church? Uh, people whose whole livelihood is what kind of school are we going to get in the next baseball, football, uh, basketball game? You know, this is the same thing. We are a sociable group of individuals, we as humans. And I think this is an aspect massively underrated with Bitcoin. Yes, you have all of the financial incentives and let's face it, a lot of people get in because they want to make money. But um, what comes out of it is really truly something unique where you get to meet like-minded people. And you, you said your your first sentence, Rivers. I had a client today at two o'clock saying the exact same thing. Isn't it amazing how you can go to a totally new town or city or country, go to a Bitcoin meetup, and you instantly connect with everyone there, whether they be a long-time Bitcoiner or just joined a couple of weeks ago. And I think that's the magic behind it all. And also, as on, riding on, on the back of what you were saying, Joel, no matter what that person politics might be uh, to a certain extent um, you can both you know have a conversation because you both agree on uh, on bitcoin you might not agree on all the other stuff surrounding it but bitcoin is like the, the the foundation of your your belief and your your faith and your understanding if you want to refer to it uh, or mirror it up against a religion um you know it's what we do with that and having those open conversations i've brought this up uh, um, in previous episodes about how we can with our understanding of what bitcoin is harness something completely new by coming together in, in different difference um and forming something completely different moving forward would that be something that you you would agree with or disagree with with us totally i think you know bitcoin is well bipartisan is not even uh, accurate because it's like multi-poly partisan yeah um, you know you can meet with people who are right-wing extreme or who are super woke and if they understand bitcoin uh they will have something in common they they there won't be any arguing in there you know um so in, in this sense, uh, absolutely, I think, you know, uh, it's the first thing that's not um, anyhow dividing us as a race, uh, but opposite, it's uniting us. Um, and yeah, you, know, you, you might say that right now you've got uh, Bitcoiners and the, the normies or, you know, or crypto people and stuff. But I think, you know, eventually uh, all it takes is education and people will do the, you know, the... Um, full circle and they will get to the to the understanding why bitcoin uh not only in terms of you know um speculation and you know numbers go up technology but uh but also in terms of freedom in terms of freedom of speech in terms of privacy um you know that's that's what's uh what's going to be important uh i think you know um where, where we're heading to over the next couple of years so introduction of cbdc's is going to be uh, you know equally important for Bitcoin like the fall of FTX. Yeah. We're going to see abuse. We're going to see how uh, authorities and uh, governments uh, use Bitcoin. Well, you use CBDCs to 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 you know uh, do things that people may not agree with, and this will only uh, make Bitcoin stronger. Even in the CBDCs thing, uh, in my rabbit hole story, we covered this briefly when Ian interviewed me. And I see them to a danger to us, not because suddenly money is digital. Like, let's face it, if I have a bank account with like Barclays, whatever, that money is digital. Like, I don't have it cash in a deposit box or in my treasure at home or whatever. Um, 
but the dangers are it will be one authority issuing it and controlling it. And I think this is what a lot of normal people, and I hope possibly also listeners who have not gotten the, the possible dangers behind it, um, it can be one party ruling them all, sort of like Big Brother-like if you want to go down the 1984 route. Uh and that is a real issue because every society in past history who tried something similar, it's not the first time that one controlling party tried to issue money, has failed. And why did it fail? Because money is in its nature apolitical, which I think Bitcoin embraces perfectly. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and with that, people can, with Bitcoin, people can be absolutely 100% reassured the fact that Bitcoin is unbiased. It doesn't have a, a political bent. It doesn't have a, C uh, um, a CEO um, who, who's got a certain agenda, you know. So, so that, that's why I think we can come together under difference is because everyone uh, can be reassured by the fact that basically, despite what you think and what you say, Bitcoins is always going to be there ticking along TikTok next block anyway. Absolutely. Um, you know, that's that, that's a fantastic thing. And I think what, you know, Satoshi and uh, the rest of the gang did uh, with, with, you know, putting this technology together uh, is, is a very thought through uh, and, and very humble, uh, very kind of humanitarian um, commitment uh, to, to, you know, to, to keep mining Bitcoin until 2140 when, you know, we'll all be gone and this network will still uh, be ticking so uh, so and, and producing new bitcoins um, so in, in this sense I think you know it's uh, it's uh, uh, over time and by you know I th my scale is is actually 10 years uh, for like uh, adoption you know uh, of, of bitcoin uh, and it's not going to be 100% of you know uh, global adoption I think you know countries will try to uh, uh, maintain some kind of you know fiat uh, domination but we will see a lot of education happening over the next uh, years and uh, um, i'm really glad to be part of it you know really glad to be contributing to this and building software that uh, will be used just exactly for this for this purposes you know so to get back to your main job rivers um you said you're a scrum master agile coach uh, can you maybe for the listeners who don't know what that is quickly explain what it is that you do at sovereign throughout the day yeah of course um so um as a scrum master my my job is to work with uh, on one side the business the product owners who um give us you know the direction and the sort of business roadmap of what we want to achieve uh, and then the technical team the developers uh, who uh, who are the doers so we got the thinkers and the doers and i'm the guy in between who makes sure that everybody's happy so um don't think of that as a project manager because it's not really a project manager think of that as a um servant leader someone who is kind of you know setting the rules setting the stage um and uh, imposing the framework where in a scalable way we can build software that is of good quality and, and you know delivered on time so um, at Sovereign, I'm currently um, working with two teams, um, Circle of Light and Circle of Chaos. Um, and nice so, names. Thank you. Uh, that's not my invention, but uh, I like them as well. Um, and uh, yeah, basically, you know, we've got we've got uh, our product owner, uh, a great guy, uh, John Light. You might 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 be familiar with him. He's quite uh, uh, visible in 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 other channels as well. Um, and uh, Iago, uh, who was the, the head of sort of a leader of, of, the, of the community, 
uh, and John uh, creates, uh, you know, the, the next concepts that we build. Um, uh, we we use some uh, statistics and modeling to to see, you know, what's what's going to work, what and what not. Uh, and uh, then we design things, and then we get them built um, from you know from a web development perspective and from a smart contract perspective. Uh, once the the software is is built, it goes through a, a very extensive QA process. Uh, we've got two rounds of uh, reviews, uh, also external reviews, where uh, smart contracts are being audited. Uh, and uh, only once you know we've got everything bulletproof tested, we release it first to the test net where we have some external well, additional testing done, uh, and after that things go to mainnet. Um, so we've, um, I think, around July last year, we've uh, released a, a protocol called Zero. Uh, which is now our flagship uh, protocol, which we'll be releasing in in a in a, in a sort of a beta version um, in a couple of weeks. Um, so uh, what Zero does is allows it allows you to take non-custodial uh, loans uh, in stable coins against your uh, against your Bitcoin as a collateral. Um, so you you interact with the protocol uh, you through through your wallet, like MetaMask, for example. Uh, or, or hardware wallet, and uh, you lock uh, your Bitcoin through a smart contract uh, in this protocol to take stable coins uh, as the loan. Uh, the stable coin, the loan is over collateralized, so uh, we we have um, the collateral ratio of uh, let's say 150 percent. So you know, for every uh, hundred bucks uh, in stable coins, you need to provide 150 bucks in in worth of Bitcoin. Um, and uh, the beauty of it is that you know it, it's it's what it's called. It's it has zero percent APY, and there is no term to pay it back. So you give yourself, you open yourself a line of credit which you can repay anytime you want. So to me, what you know, what to me, uh, I was quite quite because you know I like to 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 think of that that you know we're actually building software for for ourselves, for, you know, to to use it ourselves as well. And uh, what what I quite um, uh, I'm, I'm, what I'm quite happy about is the fact that you know when Bitcoin was uh, trading at, at a lower, you know, discounted price, as I say, uh, I was able to uh, to actually uh, give myself a loan to buy more of it, <laughs> and then I have to repay uh, the loan at a fixed rate in stable coins. So, you know, if Bitcoin shoots up to you know 40k, 50k, whatever, I still have to repay only, you know, only the amount that I uh, took in the, in the beginning to to, un to fully unlock it. And um, yeah, I can do it at any point, you know, nobody. So one more thing that Sovereign is, uh, Sovereign's kind of credo is that we are um, open source and we are uh, non-KYC. So there is no KYC, you know, it's very uh, privacy driven uh, and um yeah, we, we, we kind of, you know, put a lot of emphasis on that because we, we don't want to become uh, another uh, place where, you know, we'd be asking, you know, what's your date of birth or what are you going to use your money for when you take the loan? That's not, that's not it. So no matter where you are in the world, um, you can use the, uh, the Zero Protocol, um, no matter what's your race, what's your beliefs, what's your religion, uh, what country you're from. That's pure equality. That's brilliant. So it, it, it's basically the first Bitcoin back to loan with no interest and repayment deadline. Um, that's yeah, that's really interesting. And um, I've, I remember you, Joel, you was mentioning at the beginning about DeFi and what what um, have you had any sort of people sort of question you about 
the whole DeFi world and and any conflict there with 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 what you're trying to provide at zero and sovereign? Yeah, well, you know, I I I, I wouldn't get very excited with people who are. Uh, who don't like DeFi? You know, we, uh, nothing is black or white. There is no no such, such a thing as zero or one. We all have different, uh, you know, um, tolerances to different different risks. Um, some people will be stuck with fiat for a long time. Some people will experiment with some other networks. Some people will try, you know, uh, using CFI. Um, some people will use DeFi, and some people will be Bitcoin only. And they will you know, try to stack sats uh, for their retirement uh, and never use them again, you know. <laughs> or, or they may they may die very rich and take them Bitcoin to the grave. Um, I think you know we come in many flavors, and uh, to me, uh, you know, having your 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 your, um, your cake eating it too, uh, it, it's it's a great way to uh, to to uh, to live your life. Also, another aspect is that you know by creating. Um, a stablecoin uh, loan against your against your Bitcoin. If if you think about that, you're producing more dollar. You're printing you're printing dollars, which contributes to it's it's shorting dollars. You're you're you know you're making dollar go lower in value because you increase the the volume of of that. So um, I think you know it helps the adoption. Uh, it's you know it's a tool that people can benefit from. I did personally because you know I was buying my 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 place in Edinburgh. Um, I was quite silly because uh, it's uh, my it's it's not my first property in UK, uh, and the stamp duty tax that you have to pay on that was slightly higher than I expected. So when I got a letter from my solicitor, um, it, there was like 20, 20 grand more than 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 what I expected. Ouch. I didn't have it in my account. That that's when that's when you sent them the the WhatsApp. Uh, do you guys take Bitcoin? <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I didn't even have to. Or take the load. I didn't even have to do that because you know I actually used zero and I granted myself a loan against you know against my Bitcoin. So uh, I didn't sell my Bitcoin, uh, and I'm glad I didn't because you know that would be a taxable event in the first place, and I would I would lose my Bitcoin. Uh, and it happened that you know it happened so that uh, when I was doing that, Bitcoin was trading around you know 18k or something like that. So uh, for for me, you know, this this is the fixed price of Bitcoin that I would, I would need to repay my loan at, and I don't have any any deadline to, to to do so. So you know, I'll take my time. If the Bitcoin goes massively up, I will be repaying. But it now it's still low, so I'm, rather than repaying, I prefer to put my funds into you know stacking more. Yeah, and I mean that's the thing that I always bring up with friends who are more invested into like the um, other smart contracted platform, whether that be Ethereum. Uh, some who are invested in Cardano told me they now have smart f contract features as well. I didn't know that. Um, and they're always like, well, Bitcoin doesn't have smart contracts. And like, yes, we do. A, and there's a lot, of, there's a there's a big market being built on top of that. I mean, uh, Sovereign is not the first and definitely not the last um, DeFi protocol. Um, we'll, we'll get into maybe the differences between you and others later on. Um, but I feel like this is where Bitcoin will shine in the future because... Uh, I've, I've actually just written an article about this exact topic, so this is perfect. Uh, if we get normies on, they start getting the ideas behind Bitcoin, they start investing, it goes maybe from like a, a store of value, saving for the future into a medium of exchange. At one point or another, with our current financial systems, there will be a mass a massive contribution to like, hey, do you guys also offer investment possibilities next to just 
buying it low, selling it high, you know, borrow and lending, maybe with some yield, if you can control that peer-to-peer. Um, is there going to be any other thing? And sooner or rather than later, the, the DeFi options will be in place. That obviously doesn't mean that we're going to change the consensus model, um, that we suddenly going to open everything up um, into like mixing different chains and such. But um, I feel like if you look at Bitcoin as the base layer, and you build layers on top of that. Lightning work work is one of the options. Uh, you can also build side chains. Why not build a DeFi layer where if shit hits the fan, if it collapses, you always get back to like the fundamental safe and sound base layer. And then you might need to invest more time and build the other layer again. But this is sort of the thing I took away from Theo's episode last time, Ian, that yeah, um, we can too. build layers on top of that. And we don't have to worry about like the foundation because that's like the... Bitcoin's the fail safe, yeah. Yeah, do you guys know the meme of the MMT? Like you see all of these complex stones and then there's like one little stone in the bottom right where it's like this is the foundation of MMT, the modern uh, monetary theory. And if you like clock it over, everything collapses. That's the opposite with Bitcoin. Like we have the massive layer and you can build on top of that. And uh, yeah, I'm really excited what you guys uh, put out if the zero things becomes publicly available. Is there any timeline on that, Rivers? Yes, we've got uh, a launch date. Well, we were launching the testnet on the 9th of February. That's going to be uh, along with the uh, the rebrands and the, the launch of the new um, new website, uh, main website for, this, for Sovereign. Um, so yeah, it's it's going to be uh, a, a big improvement in my opinion. A v- very modern website, which uh, you know we were all very proud of. Uh, and uh, along the, with that, we will launch the uh, uh, the uh, the Zero DAP uh, 2.0, uh, which will have a much improved interface with you know all the lessons we learned from the alpha version, from the early early version. Uh, we will we will have that uh, available to wider public as well. First on testnet uh, for a period of time, and, and then it will be opened uh, to public on the, the mainnet. What's your vision? Uh, uh, sorry, go on, uh, Rivers. No, please continue. Just one thing to add. You know, uh, the way we work in Sovereign is actually that uh, the the new DAP has been built on top of Zero SDK. So we built an SDK uh, which which allows basically a white label um, integration uh, by third parties. Um, and uh, we will be focusing, uh, you know, over the next uh, next months to come, we'll be focusing on um, on partnerships and uh, getting uh, getting Zero as a product for any institution that uh, might want to use that. Um, so, you know, obviously, uh, with zero, we were starting off, uh, with, uh, you know, with sovereign at, at 0%, uh, interest, uh, but the, the, you know, the, the SDK and the protocol allows to, you know, to have non-custodial, um, borrowings, uh, of stable coins against your, against your Bitcoin, uh, with third parties. So any, any institution or any, uh, bank or whatever who might want to decide that they want to integrate such a solution that is still non-custodial uh, they might be able to do so hey everybody this is questioning bitcoin here i just want to steal your attention for a second from the episode it won't take long i promise i hope everyone's enjoying the show we certainly are it's an interesting conversation this evening we just wanted to mention the fact that so far um, obviously this is a new podcast we are uh, we don't have any sponsors but you can help us if you really like our content, please follow us, subscribe, 
shill us on all the socials that you can get the noise out there for us um you can follow us on all the platforms particularly fountain as well uh, you, where you can clip uh, your favorite parts of the moments and just share the head out of it for us that'd be fantastic next to that it also helps to review our podcast whether you listen in on apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, uh, spotify wherever it is if you could give us a five-star review obviously uh, we want to go for the best right uh, that'd be really helpful and um, like ian said if you're on fountain the clips really help us out it pushes the podcast as well and uh, just to remind you fountain is built on the lightning network so we also support a fantastic product built on bitcoin rails that's it for now thanks and we'll let you get back to the episode what would you say to the bitcoin maximalists that are probably screaming at the uh, um they're throwing their epi- phones now <laughs> episode yeah they're probably cancelling us on um all the platforms and stuff what what would you what would you say to them um about about all this take a deep breath have a glass of water um you know do what you think is right do your research uh if if you know if your religion is to stack sats and do nothing else i respect that does everybody have to do that yeah that's a good point that is a very good point uh because what you do tend to get is maximalist saying there's one way and only one way um but there, there isn't, you know, Bitcoin is, is the foundation of everything else, uh, including the ideologies of maximalists, including everything else, including what you've just brought to the table, Rivers, and what Joel brings to the table and everyone else. It's, isn't isn't um, Bitcoin, we always hear like Bitcoin needs better critics and Bitcoin is money for your enemies. Um, if the enemy of your enemy is your friend, if you want to go by that saying, or on the other hand, if you believe that only one way is true, then, in my opinion, you're not holding up to like the ideas behind Bitcoin because it is permissionless open and you can build on top of it. And again, if we want to have billions of people on it, we have to accept the fact that there are different opinions and different uh, belief systems coming into it. And just as a reminder, that doesn't mean that we hate on you, Maxis, or on, on toxic Maxis. No, no, we love you. We love you. Uh, we like your laser eyes. Um, we like the discussions we have with you on Twitter. It's just like maybe you guys should start embracing other opinions as well. Then it wouldn't be maximalists, though, would they, if they did? You know, that's the whole point of them um, being out there, that, you know, that they're providing a narrative um, for Bitcoin just as much as everyone else in Bitcoin is. Do, do you believe that? Because I don't. Th- I think you can be a maximalist in something and still allow room for other opinions because opinions is not holding the asset if we compare it to something to invest in now, so... Yeah, I suppose you need to think about the definition of what a maximalist is. And I suppose that differs from one person to another. You've got toxic mass maximalists, you've got maximalists. You know, it's a bit of a, it's, it, yeah, it's, it, is, it is complicated. And what I always find weird is that look, if you were open-minded enough to discover and understand Bitcoin, surely you should keep that mind open for what else it can provide as well on top of that. Yeah, I was, you know, I was, I was, I was on another call um, <clears throat> with some 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 Bitcoin Maxi uh, podcasts as well, and uh, I like basically the moment you mentioned the word DeFi, it's like, oh my god, who did who did they bring in? Um, <laughs> I kind of you know smile at that because uh, I think you know uh, Bitcoin, well, DeFi will have a comeback, and as you say, you know, at at some point I imagine you know taking a loan on on with Bitcoin again, you know, as as a collateral, it's DeFi. There is no yield, there is no you know uh, nothing like this involved, but it's still decentralized finance, and I do. 
And I do hope that, you know, there will be a moment where I will be able to purchase a property with a mortgage that I can take against my Bitcoin. Because, um, you know, that, that's what I'm getting to. I, I don't want to, you know, uh, die a rich man or, 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 you know, do all this just to pass it over to my kids. I want to use that Bitcoin. And ideally, I want to use it in a smart way. So not just spend it, but use it. So the inherent reading of your kids will be, you get no Bitcoins. <laughs> Uh, well, there's going to be a proof of work included in that. Just <laughs> them to, to uh, prove themselves. <laughs> I actually have a friend of mine. Uh, he was like, you know, he doesn't have kids that are in their fifties, so much older. And again, and his and his wife very involved in the Bitcoin community. They were, you know, you know what? We'll we'll give it to our attorney or whoever is in charge when we die, telling him like, hey. If by then we haven't spent it all, just like send it to either a Bitcoin charity or send it to Satoshi's address on chain, if it's still possible then, but I believe so. Um, so yeah, that was that was quite uh, that's quite interesting if you start getting into these things and the rabbit hole, like what do you do if you die or inherit and all of these things? Well, the, the good thing is, you know, that the solutions for those uh, scenarios start emerging, uh, you know, with... with uh, uh, different technologies, you know, multi-sigs and stuff like that. Uh, uh, I know there's a, a protocol. I forgot the name, uh, but there, there there is a protocol that you know you if you don't make any transaction uh, for I think a period of a year or six months or your defined periods, you know, it, it would trigger off uh, and auto automatically move the funds to another wallet, which I think you know it's it's a great thing um, in 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 case of. Uh, uh, inheritance uh, solutions um, and yeah you know we'll, we'll, we'll only see more of that so uh, I'm, I'm super excited because you know there's going to be a lot of software built and that's what I love doing so whenever wherever I can you know I'll be happy to uh, to jump on the board and you know use my, my skills to help with that. So Rivers what you say uh, if someone now comes up to because because I'm sure someone will bring that comparison um, okay Bitcoin DeFi I read it all the time uh, if like the halfings in and uh, all of these things come together, this stuff will go up again in popularity. Uh, if you compare Sovereign to stuff like Stacks, for example, what would you say would be the main differences without judging what Stacks is doing or any other competitor for that matter? Well, the, the main crucial difference is that we're not forcing people to use any uh, other tokens, any tokens different than Bitcoin. Stacks does. Yes, yeah, so that's a main main difference. <laughs> and and I'll stop here. You know, I mean, the, uh, that's that's the main differentiator, I think. And uh, and uh, I don't think we need to look for more. If you if you start, you know, if you start uh, going down this rabbit hole, uh, you'll see that you know that there's more and more uh, speculative steps involved uh, with with, with uh, projects like Stacks. Um, what we like to, to do is you know okay sovereign also has its own token but you don't need to, to hold it if you if you don't want to uh, use the you know the the uh, the platform uh, you you know you pay the transaction fees in uh, in, in bitcoin uh, which is you know the, the rootstock version of bitcoin rvdc uh, and these are super cheap as well so uh, we don't see a point why you know this would be we would need to you know take control and move it to um, to something different um, that that's what it is, you know, uh, for now. And uh, I don't, I don't uh, like in this sense. I think uh, uh, it differentiates sovereign for from, from from stacks and other platforms. Yeah, that's nice to see. And I think again, that's that's exactly according to the Bitcoin, Bitcoin ethos. Uh, if you want to use something else, you can. You don't have to feel forced to it. 
And uh, like you said before, if you just want to buy and hold for life and keep stacking and never sell, you can do as well. And uh, that's the idea, in, in my opinion, at least behind Bitcoin. Yeah. Um, you know, as, as mentioned, Sovereign does have its token. You know, we currently use it mainly for a governance system called Bitocracy, where we get to um, to vote on, on sovereign improvement proposals or submit sovereign improvement proposals. Um, and, uh, you know, if, if someone wants to, you know, if someone believes in, in this idea that, you know, we, we're building on top of free access to non-KYC Bitcoin and the ability to, uh, to trade it and to take uh, loans uh, that doesn't, don't, don't require, you know, your, your passports, mother's second name and whatnot, uh, then, then uh, Sovereign is something you might want to try. Yeah, because in a way, Bitcoin uh, makes us all sovereign individuals, right? We are our own sovereign individuals. And all you are providing and all these other services are providing are the tools in which a sovereign individual can use if they wish to do so and choose to do so based on the fact that they have full autonomy of their own money. So people may criticize and have their own opinions about it, but at the end of the day, you're just providing the tool that can be used if people wish to do so. Absolutely, absolutely. And also, you know, another great thing is that, you know, uh, um, Sovereign is a, is a distributed collective, you know, we've got people from around the world, different continents, different countries, uh, coming from, you know, all different cultures, and, and we work together. And, uh, you know, we have one mission, we're very motivated, very united in our mission. And uh, uh, it, it has a very kind of, you know, healthy culture to, um uh to 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 build on uh and that's something i really like you know uh, uh i you know i come from from old fintech uh backgrounds and uh i have to say you know that right now i can't imagine going back to you know to 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 this kind of work um because it, it's something i totally don't believe it's, it's the opposite spectrum of of what i want to do in my life you know um so in, in this sense, I'm, you know, I'm quite, uh, quite happy being where I am. And uh, yeah, I uh, think that there will be more and more opportunities uh, uh, and projects uh, in this sector. I guess it will also be just a matter of time until you see slow, oh no, I wouldn't say slow, slowly but surely you would see uh, emerging technologies like fintech, for example. There's actually a big chance that they could integrate into Bitcoin Rails. Uh, and I think you mentioned 10 years before, I see a similar timeline, maybe 10 to 15 years in the future as well. We suddenly see like old fi fintech solutions from like 2010 saying it, it doesn't make sense to build on top of these old layers anymore or these old, it's not really layers, it's it's a spider web of different technologies at the background. Why don't we just take one asset? The legacy system. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, why don't we take one asset like Bitcoin and which allows us to build in any language we want, in every library we want, depending a bit what you want to do, and we integrate into that. So I feel like these could be the avenues we soon should be seeing. Uh, I know of a couple of them personally because I'm involved in a lot of these projects, but um, I think it's not a if-or scenario anymore. It will just be a it's-a-matter-of-time scenario until you're here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, well, you know... Most of the uh, the banks, at least in the UK, you know, the big banks, uh, they've started their um, sort of um, cryptography departments goods uh, five, six, seven years ago. Uh, you know, the likes of Barclays, HSBC, they, these guys are already, they're not, you know, they're not fully ignoring it. They're not pretending it's not happening. 
Um, I know Visa and Mastercard are doing the same. You know, I think that um, effectively what Visa and uh, and Mastercard will need to do to to survive is to somehow pivot to become uh, wallets. Because, uh, you know, it just makes no sense to pay uh, hefty fees on, on, on transactions when you pay with those cards. Uh, and, you know, the merchant needs to, to give away, you know, three, four, five percent. Uh, if you've got Bitcoin network, which, you know, on the Lightning network, it's, you know, it's a fraction of of one percent. So, yeah, and I mean, the crazy thing is, again, if I talk to my normie friends and they're like, yeah, you know, why do I need Lightning, for example, if you uh, go to that topic? Um, if I could use Visa, because like Visa takes my money and sends it over that network as well. And I was like, no, it doesn't. It absolutely doesn't. It's just a payment rail. It doesn't settle or it doesn't clear. You need clear and clearing and settlement houses or banks and that intermediary to do that transaction. That's why it takes yeah. a couple of days on like a credit card to f- finalize because it's not instant. Um, and I'm totally on board with you. Again, the only fear I have there is like Visa hinted at this a couple of days ago. Like they are working in developing CBDC. So we'll see if they realize uh, if they're going down the dark side or come over to the orange side. Um, but yeah, it will definitely be a, a matter of time until they also see the advantages of it. And, and I believe a couple of them already do. It's probably just uh, small working groups or cohorts in those big, giant, multi-billion companies who are trying to find a way to pitch it to their boss, who then pitches it to this boss, and up it goes. Yeah, very likely. But we be, do not speak about DeFi and uh, Sovereign all the time because you also, as we mentioned, have the Bitcoin walk uh, idea. Um, you mentioned actually it being quite late when you sort of had your orange pill moment and uh, the Bitcoin walk came out of that. It was previously named the crypto walk. Uh, once you had that moment, was it immediately for you to like change the name to Bitcoin walk or was that also a graduate process in getting there? And and did you lose some members? <laughs> <laughs> no, I gained more actually. You know, um, uh, it, it was quite quick. Uh, the moment I realized that's actually uh, Bitcoin, not crypto, uh, that, that was quite uh, quite a quick process for me. And uh, it, it was it was interesting because you know I was booking the domains like, okay, well, it's got to be it's got to be Bitcoin Walk, and then I realized that BitcoinTalk.org, so literally one letter difference, uh, was the form where Satoshi. You know, first communicated with the other guys uh, uh, and uh, and proposed uh, proposed Bitcoin. I think that there were two forums. One of them was actually BitcoinTalk.org. So uh, we walk the talk. We talk about Bitcoin. Um, you know, uh, it's, it's it's been an interesting development. Uh, and uh, I think you know the, the cool thing about Bitcoin Walk, as, as you know, as, as mentioned before, is that you know it's. Uh, uh, it's something we do on a weekly basis, like TikTok next blog, you know, every Saturday, every Sat. Like it, like it. <laughs> we go for a walk, uh, and uh, and uh, and uh, we kind of celebrate Bitcoin, and you know, we we, we praise Satoshi for for this, um, and we want to manifest. We also want to manifest our support to Bitcoin by taking uh, a proof of work picture. So uh, at every 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 walk, we you know we we do a, like a family photo. Um, 
I think you know a, a, a stereotype, but I, th- I think I might have brought this this uh, idea of family family photos uh, from from uh, the times when I when I, when I was living in Japan um, and uh, studying uh, studying over there in Nagoya. Uh, but basically, wherever we, we went with my, my my group of students, there was a family picture taken, uh, very Japanese style, um, and uh, we kind of do that with Bitcoin work as well as as a proof of work. Um, and uh, you know we we want like I I'll, my my dream is that people start doing that elsewhere. Uh, you know we have different chapters in different cities, different countries, different continents. Uh, we we had single like several individual uh, Bitcoin walks uh, somewhere in Zimbabwe, one in Cameroon, uh, but these were just one offs. Uh, so you know I'm 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 looking to find. Uh, a scheme, and so that's something I already started working on, where we would uh, reward hosts to regular Bitcoin walks. Um, so we would be sending um, uh, merch like this, you know, um, or something similar to to our uh, other hosts of Bitcoin Walk uh, anywhere around the world. Uh, if they do like, you know, uh, free, if they post free consecutive uh, proofs of work pictures, uh, and that's a hashtag on Twitter, so uh, it's easy to find. Um, yeah, we started our our campaign on the Gazer Fund, so uh, you can find uh, the uh, the link uh, on on Gazer Fund to to, to the uh, Bitcoin Work project. Uh, and uh, yeah, we, you know it's it's a non from non for profit thing, so we just want to uh, buy merch, uh, build a decent website, uh, and uh, promote the idea. Just get more people to do that. Uh, and my personal take from that is that one day I would like to go to a Bitcoin walk somewhere else, pretending I'm the first time for the, in the Bitcoin walk, and you know just just join them, just go for for a walk somewhere else. <laughs> That'd be pretty cool. So you mentioned you live in Edinburgh. Yes. Um, is the Bitcoin community big there? Because when I just try to remember back to the event, I spoke to a lot of Scots, but there were more from like Glasgow. Uh, a lot from Dundee came down. So if you would need to categorize it, would it be a small community, a big community? Well, I think, you know, um, <clears throat> you know, it's it's hard to 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 put a pin on that because, you know, um, compared to the, to, to the previous city I lived in, London, Edinburgh is roughly 20 times smaller. Uh, so obviously you've got less people uh, in, in the business. But also Edinburgh, you know, historically and, and until today is, is like a financial hub of, of the north uh, of, of Scotland. So you've got a lot of people working in, in fintech industry here. Uh, and a lot of those people are, you know, are interested in in, in blockchain and in Bitcoin. Um, so I would say that the community is quite vibrant. Um, you know, we in in Bitcoin walks, um, and that, I think that's that's the most important thing. Bitcoin walk is not for you know uh, blockchain developers or, or people who are super tech savvy. Uh, it's actually for for anyone who is interested in Bitcoin. Uh, and um, you know, I meet all sorts of people in in Bitcoin work. People who are new to uh, the idea of Bitcoin. People who are like uh, veterans. Uh, and you know, I had a guy who was holding Bitcoin since 2013. Uh, I didn't want to ask him about details. That I was scared to to know. <laughs> but um, you know, I I think one of my uh, favorite uh, uh, Bitcoin workers was uh, a guy named uh, Wabi, uh, and he was. Uh, uh, originally from Afghanistan and he was like three weeks uh, in UK with his political asylum as a refugee uh, still waiting for his you know papers to, to do any work so he had plenty of time to, to, to start doing anything and his motive like he was 
you know, he, he was a guy probably, you know, a, a boomer generation, uh, not very, you could tell, not very uh, IT literate, but he was motivated because he wanted to find a solution to send money back home to Afghanistan. And if you live in the UK, try doing that with Barclays. Yeah, no fucking chance. So, you know, so so it's it's a great case. Uh, and uh, I think, you know, that there are plenty of people like that, you know, to, to do that and do it uh, cost effectively uh, and without any, any hiccups. Uh, and I think we'll only be seeing more and more, you know, uh, cases like that. Yeah, and I mean, that's where Bitcoin shines, doesn't it? Uh, and I bet... Uh... Even even if there were some issues, like uh, if his family down there lost access to their wallet or whatever, or doesn't know how to install, I bet you would have someone in Afghanistan, a Bitcoiner, if he hears from this, he would walk there, drive there, whatever it takes to help them accept it. So that's the beauty of it all, I think, behind these things. Um, in regards to Bitcoin work, is the, um, the table still showing on your website? Because I remember in Edinburgh, you were like, oh my goodness, look at this. The the one bar literally went up straight because of the conference, obviously. Everyone was taking their proof of work. Uh, is that still updating regularly or is it? So so it's, I mean, basically the, the chart that we have on bitcoinwork.org is driven, uh, it's, it's driven by a JSON file that pulls all the tweets with this hashtag. I mean, ideally, this will be automated. Right now, it's still a manual process, and I haven't updated it for a while, so I need to do that. Uh, um, I mean, you know, all the pictures and all the proofs of work, work are, are posted on, on a weekly basis, so I just need to do a little bit of stuff. I was busy with other things, but I need to make up for that, you know, and uh, update that chart. Am I think, um, I'm thinking that... Um... Is it Greg Foss? He he came along on the Bitcoin yeah, walk, yeah, didn't he? Yeah. When and um, who else was there? Jeff Booth as well. Larry was also there. Larry, Larry, Larry parts. Uh, that must have been that must have been a little bit surreal, right? It was. I mean, do you know what? Normally, our Bitcoin walks are quite cozy. There's like you know up to ten people, uh, maybe maybe fifteen. That's 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 not more than that. On that day, I had forty, almost fifty people, uh, and and basically all these guys from you know from Northern America as well, from from uh, from Canada. Uh, and I had to, I, I was literally the guy to to get these guys on the onto the artist seat. Um, no pressure, Rivers. <laughs> no pressure at all, right? <laughs> but, you know, first you know first the easy easy part, passing for a couple of uh, street crossing with traffic on the other side for them, uh, and you know as such a big group, it was hard to actually pass the street on one green light uh, uh, change. But uh, we, we we got there. So then we started you know, walking, uh, and uh, I still uh, you know what what I do is because uh, when when we walk, we normally just you know have conversations, and you can have conversation with two or three people five people at you know at once max uh it's just not feasible to talk to everybody at the same time i hope you to have a megaphone or something a speaker don't want to do that uh um, so basically these guys you know everybody's walking and talking at different pace so my my job was to keep the herd together <laughs> it was pretty fun uh, rivers was uh, the shepherd <laughs> yeah, um and uh, yeah, and, and you know, uh, I was trying to to make sure that everybody kind of changes uh, the way they 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 interact with other people as well, so they can you know talk to more people. Uh, and uh, normally, you know, by the end of the uh, of the walk, we come on the other side of the archer seat. Um, on on a clear day, like when you know when it's dry, we normally go you know up the hill up to the cliffs. Uh, just to see the, the the nice panorama, nice view of Edinburgh. On that day. It was a bit uh, slippery, but I said, okay, uh, 
would everybody like to do that? And again, you know, it's quite easy. I think actually Greg, Greg had a bit of a tumble there. Uh, so, um, but yeah, you know, everybody went, went up, everybody was happy. You know, some people came up a little muddy, uh, down the walk. Um, but it was, it was worth it, you know, and, uh, uh, we had a great uh, proof of work picture uh, then you know we, we used uh, a, a drone shot to uh, uh, to take the picture um yeah it was was quite surreal but it, it... was there one particular um bitcoiner that you was happy to see on the walk uh, and did you get an opportunity to speak with them uh, on this particular walk after the conference yeah was there any any t- particular influential Bitcoiner there that you, uh, you you particularly gravitate towards? And uh... well, I'm I'm a big fan of of of, of Greg's, uh, and you know I I, I do um, like to listen to him. And talking to him was actually you know a, a great experience as well. You know we we talked uh, about uh, some of the work he's doing with uh, with Ibex um, with with other companies as well. Uh, so that was that was really good. You know, I I had uh, a really nice conversation with with Lawrence Leppard, uh, who was uh, super generous to actually uh, contribute significantly to our uh, our uh, fundraising to to sponsor well to pay for the drone. Uh, basically, you know, I I paid for it from off my pocket, and then somebody said Joe Nakamoto. Actually, I should mention Joe as well. Uh, mm-hmm. A really nice chap, and uh, feels like you know we've known each other for ages, uh, even though you know we we just met the day before uh but uh it was it was quite quite nice um um so you know ha- having these guys on the walk was a real privilege and i enjoyed it absolutely um i also uh, was quite uh, happy to see you know at the conference in edinburgh to see um the parts uh, of the conference when we connected live with uh, paco de la india uh running with bitcoin uh with whom i had a chance to to talk with you know a few weeks uh, earlier and actually you know, i offered that you know we i will host you let's get you a visa to uk just come over but it was logistically quite quite uh, challenging at such a short notice uh so it would be great to uh, you know to have paco uh with us as well i'm sure you know what one day we will meet and uh, we'll go for a bitcoin walk john next time <clears throat> i'm in edinburgh i'm gonna hook you up rivers and we're gonna go go for a walk I'm, I, i'd love to join you i've done it a couple of times um but it'd be nice to do it amongst uh, fellow bitcoiners absolutely uh, saturday at 12 o'clock we, we meet at meadows every every saturday there's somebody um it's it, you know it's it's interesting because the last um six weeks you know like extended uh holiday uh christmas holiday um, period uh i was actually away uh, and uh, I was super happy to see that you know the walk is happening, so I don't even have to be here. And there's always people gathering and going for the, for the walk, so that's I I, I consider that a success. <laughs> no, absolutely. And um, you're you're from Poland, like you mentioned earlier. Um, what's 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 do you go back to Poland often? And and what's the Bitcoin scene like out in Poland? If you do, I um, so. When I go back to Poland, I normally stick with family. Uh, I don't get a chance to, you know, to explore too much or go to meetups. Uh, it's it's usually short visits. Um, so, uh, you know, but the, the community, I think, you know, from what I'm following on, you know, on on on, on the internet, is uh, is pretty vibrant. Uh, there are you know local meetups, there are local initiatives happening. Uh, obviously, you know the biggest bigger cities uh, tend to attract more people. Um, I think the approach in Poland might be still more speculative than ideological. Um, 
and so I, I can understand why you know um, people in Poland are quite uh, um, hungry for success and hungry to 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 uh, increase their wealth um, and they try different things and you know Bitcoin is one of them. I think you'll find uh, the balance between Bitcoiners and um, shitcoiners uh, slightly different than for example in UK. It's just my thesis, but it might be the case. I I, I got the feeling. Um, and um, yeah, you know, there, there, there are clever people everywhere. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm working with a couple of, well, with uh, one, one guy from uh, from Poland who, you know, at Sovereign, um, there's another Polish dude. Uh, and uh, I keep on talking to some other guys as well that, that uh, ask the right questions and, you know, are into, into the orange pill. Nice. So uh, you get to practice your Polish still, because uh, no, I guess your your wife is Polish as well. You said previously. Yes. Yeah. Um, so you know, we we speak Polish. Um, I guess you know the, the the problem for me is that you know if, if I was to have this conversation about Bitcoin and uh, any other things in Polish. Uh, oh, same, dude. Which would it would be super hard. Like you know, all the material that I consume is actually in English, uh, and switching that and translating that in in real life to to uh, a Polish that sounds reasonably you know understandable, it would be uh, not not an easy thing to do. I have the same issue if I because uh, I do write for a lot of clients. I mean English mainly, but um, I do have some in German as well. And like just today, I had to write something, and in the article it says, "I don't want to be a fudster." And I wrote it out. I was like, "Fuck! I'm gonna translate it now into German." Like, what's the German? Like, like I'm I'm a hateful. I'm not a hateful person against Bitcoin. But that's literally what I had to write. Yeah, uh, you know, a very long word. <laughs> yeah, and, and I just wrote to my editor. I was like, "Fuck it! This is like English. Is like we have cool and all of these things in the yeah, German language as well, right?" So like, let's slide <laughs> it in. But oh yeah, my God! If if you're multilingual and you have to like do. These, these, even these quick little switches with like friends and family, ah, these are the worst. I always tell them like, hey, if we talk Bitcoin, I just use the English words and you got to get used to it. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. I wonder if that's a barrier then in some cases for, for adoption in, in places where it's more difficult to, to explain it. That's just, the, that's just the thought out loud, to be, to be honest. Yeah, I'm not sure if you guys uh, saw the uh, the um, well, uh, Ian, you must have seen the uh, the talk in Amsterdam. Yeah, I was uh, there. Yeah, when there was there was a guy from Central African Republic in the panel. Yeah, 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 yeah. I actually, I, I was, I was sitting a few rows back from stage. I was like, I'm fluent in French. Should I just run up there and like translate? You know, mid session. <laughs> You know what? I mean, there was this guy who later came on, and I uh, I reached out to Bitcoin Magazine, and they sent me his details, like Twitter. So I said, let's let's you know, let's thank him, let's send him send him some sats. Um, but you know, it didn't kind of take off. I thought it, it might go viral, but uh, it, it, I don't think it did. A good effort, nevertheless. Exactly to what you're saying. You know, uh, it's much easier to you know to 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 have this those conversations in English than uh, only because the majority of, of of people you know talk about that in English. They might not be English themselves, but uh, you know, uh, the, the like the community communicates in English. Uh, 
And uh, in case of that guy, you know, uh, him uh, switching, well, speaking in, in French uh, was, was a challenge. Yeah, I'm not surprised that you actually see a big adoption in um, like Central and South America, not only because of the whole, you know, they're used to like high inflation and money devaluing and such. But if you actually look at the Spanish language in these areas of the world, I know you speak Spanish differently in different areas. Um, they have a lot of like English influence as well. So like living room, for example, all of my friends in Mexico say um, a living uh, instead of whatever it is in Spanish. I'm not that fluent in Spanish. Um, so yeah, it's, it's quite unique if you actually look from a language pattern where you got the biggest and quickest adoption and you see a lot of comparison into the English language. Uh, in the German area actually as well, uh, funnily enough, because it's still like a... It's got the same basis, both languages. So a lot of people are used to it. But it's always funny hearing like Germans speaking that broken English, German slang, where you like, like go instead of hateful person who is against Bitcoin, you read Futster, <laughs> but you get used to it. Who knows, we might evolve into a, having a Bitcoin language. <laughs> Yeah, I think you know, what you mentioned about the uh, the um, uh, the South America that that's super important because you know these guys are uh, adopting Bitcoin out of necessity more than we do, uh, and um, uh, I think I think you know uh, in their case you know a, a lot of development is happening uh, in Spanish as well. You know we've got a very strong uh, community in uh, Spanish community in Sovereign. Uh, you know, also um, Rootstock, the, the, the side chain uh, that we build on, uh, it's, it's originating from Argentina. So, uh, you know, the guys who started to work, uh, the project called Money on Chain as well, uh, these are these are um, having roots in, in, uh, in Argentina. Um, so in this sense, you know, I'm, I'm totally not surprised that, uh, you know, these communities are, are strong and uh, they probably, you know, do a lot of a lot of content and a lot of education in Spanish as well. Yeah, if you just look into stuff like uh, Honduras, we mentioned beforehand, or El Salvador, they're doing a big step in education. Mm -hmm. uh, Rivers, is there anything we forgot to ask or you would like to add as a final touch to the conversation? Well, we we, we, we touched quite a few things. Um, I, I think, you know, what we need to uh, what I, what I would reiterate is, you know, if, if you're not sure where we're going, just don't change anything. Uh, the change will, will happen and, you know, do your research, educate yourself. Stay humble, success. That's a perfect ending. It is a perfect ending, um, but I'm going to ruin it by asking uh, one more final question, and that is, um, where can people find you on socials? And would you recommend any particular book or resource for people to to look into if they're new into Bitcoin? Uh, yeah, so uh, easiest to find me would be Twitter or uh, Nostra as well. Like, um, if I'm, I'm, I'm Rivers, um, that's zero X Rivers on, on Twitter. And uh, you can uh, also follow Bitcoin Walk. That's also the account that I'm managing. So uh, Bitcoin Walk uh, org on, on Twitter, that's, uh, that's me. Uh, and that's the easiest to get hold of me. Um, the best book I would recommend, well, naturally, you know, the, uh, uh, 21 lessons by, uh, by Gigi, uh, it's something that, uh, that is, uh, top of the list. Uh, and I'm super happy that, you know, on, on our last proof of work, uh, family photo, I got, uh, I got a comment from Gigi saying that he loves this so much that it's, it's great. So, you know, that's, that's really nice to have people like himself appreciating the idea. Um, but also, you know, the price of tomorrow, Jeff Booth, uh, 
great book. Yeah, great book. Great book. Yeah, very kind of you know not only focus around Bitcoin but generally you know the transformation and the yeah, change. it's very eye opening. Mm. And that's coming. Yeah, uh, and I've got uh, a book that a friend of me recommended uh, called "This Book Will Save You Time." Uh, it's a Bitcoin book uh, that basically you know explains the concept of scarcity. Uh, on on time uh, as in you know as human beings we only have uh on average 600,000 hours of life uh half of that we are asleep uh and the other half we can use as something productive and uh you know the same rule can be applied to uh, proof of work and uh, to the scarcity of Bitcoin, where you need to put your energy into something. Uh, and in case of Bitcoin, you're putting your energy into something that's absolutely scarce. Uh, so, you know, there is no 2% inflation uh, levels. You know, there's not going to be more supply all of a sudden if the resource getting more, like in the case of gold, if the you know, price of, of gold skyrocketed by tenfold, there will be more gold mines and there'll be uh, su- you know supplying more gold of different quality but you know this would mix uh, with bitcoin that's pure math that's 21 million that's it um, so in this sense you know I, I found this book very kind of um, calibrating is the right word uh, in, in you know my, my laser eyes got calibrated when i read that and uh, that uh, it's it's uh, it's a nice kind of self-development book as well uh, i would recommend it to anyone uh, interested brilliant that's the first time i've heard about it i'm going to check it out and give it a read so thank you for that rivers and thank you for your time it's been um a fascinating conversation i hope you've enjoyed it too and i hope to have you one uh, back on one day and then we can catch up and i'll definitely touch base with you when i come to edinburgh so thank you thank you guys it's been a pleasure thank you rivers talk soon thanks so much bye-bye